Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Geekish Chaos. I'm your host, Jeremy, and I'm here tonight with... Doug, how you doing? Doing well, Doug. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all for more Obi-Wan movies. I think that'd be really good, too. I mean, we're going to get a new Star Wars movie of some way, shape, or form every year until 2020 at this point. Because we get... I I think it's going to go longer than that now. That's... I am... (laughs) Those dollar signs are are flying, you know? Oh, yeah. Disney's investing in, you know, whole Star Wars islands or whatever for their, their... their theme parks. It, there's going to be more than just that. Well, you know, somewhere in in the Disney upper echelon, there's a guy who said, "No, don't buy Marvel and don't buy Lucasfilm." <laughs> yeah, and I hope they put his <laughs> ass on a bus. <laughs> just get the fuck out. Because <laughs> these guys are. I mean, these guys are making the kind of money now that you know. Yeah, he's he's the one that said, "Make Black Cauldron too. Yeah. We need that." <laughs> you guys remember that movie, The Dark Crystal? We need a sequel right away. There you go. Uh, I just had to reference that movie the other day with a picture of a Fez, Fizzwig, the little ball of fur with teeth. Yes. The, the, got a new cat that looks like that. That's kind of awesome. Did you name him Fizzgig? No, this one's named Salem because she's all black. Oh, that's all right. That was a, wait, I, I had to show that to my wife, and she was laughing about that. That's funny stuff. Um, let's see here. So another thing that we discover because of the visual dictionary is that the pilot helmet that Ray has has a name on it. And it, well, it's not Ray R E Y. It's like R H A E Ray. So I'm thinking that we don't have her real name yet. You're probably absolutely right on that one. Yeah. I'm thinking she's what, what they should have done with Luke Uh, Skywalker. How many of them have a one-word name anyway? You know, they all have multiple. You know, they they, they have surnames and all that stuff. Oh sure, not simply Ray Finn. I understand. I mean, we saw how his name actually happened. Well, yeah, he just got it. He, he was a designation, and then it was you know Poe gave him a name. Yeah, he hasn't even broken it in yet. Right. Yeah. And um, I'm so glad that they didn't make him like Lando's kid or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that when I kept hearing people, I had like my mom ask me, you know, is he Lando Calrissian's kid? It's like, yeah, come on, there's there's one black guy in the movie. Let's not make the next black guy his son. <laughs> yeah, that's just how horribly racist could the Star Wars universe get, <laughs> especially when they're moving so progressively with the female stormtroopers and the female X-wing pilots and all yeah. that. Well, Loved and, it. And um, one of the books, oh god, I think it was the Sith Lords. Um, it's one of the new one of the new series of books actually brought their first LGBT character in as well. 
she was a an admiral with a wife. Her wife had passed away by the time. So, I mean, they're actually going in kind of a more progressive direction with the stories in general. Right, and there's the whole Poe-Fen thing now, too. Yeah. I, that, that, that lip bite was awfully intentional. <laughs> You yeah. know what I'm talking about. I hear you laughing. So I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, because I mean, when I watched it, Here, I'm like, "Where's my Letterman jacket?" <laughs> Take it. Well, there's I'll meet, the, you, I'll meet you by the lockers. There's the whole thing where you're wondering, like, are they trying to set up a romance between Finn and Ray, who I thought had good chemistry, which was nice to see for the first time since Empire Strikes Back, are two characters with good chemistry on screen, right? Because they sure didn't get that in the prequel trilogy. No. Um, oh, that was just icky. <laughs> that had all the sexual tension of a can of soda and a roll of duct tape. But you're watching, you know, Finn and Ray, and you're like, yeah, you know, I can see a little tension in chemistry there. And then they put Poe and Finn on. I'm like, I think these two have more chemistry than he did with her. Yeah. So um, what do you think on Ray's name? You know, I'll tell you what. I, I didn't think there was anything behind it or to it until I saw about the helmet. And whoever got her, and I think it's going to turn out that she was left with the junk dealer, um, right? The you know the guy that's the the fat Simon Pegg character, yeah, yeah. He you know and Uncar Platt, something like that, something like that. Uncar, I should have I should have brought that book in here with me. Um, way to be way to have my show prep ready. <laughs> but uh, but I think because you see her being left on Jakku. Right, and I thought that was his arm holding her back. It was an awful, it was an awful stubby little arm, wasn't it? Yep. Just kind of big and meaty. I think she was left with him, probably. I'm, I'm assuming by a pilot named Ray, because I mean, somebody left her there. Somebody dropped right. her off, and whoever dropped her off, that doesn't even have to be her real family. Or maybe she found that helmet and she took the name Ray. Oh, that could be too. Because there was downed X wings there too. Oh, there's yeah, that was actually really cool as they pull back on that planet you just see all the crap left scattered around yep and then um, I, I love the shot where the uh the first order tie fighter goes down and they're immediately ripping it apart for parts yeah that piece is still they're, rolling in a they're still smoking and they're on it immediately yeah that's that's definitely a full-on industry there and and to tag back to that mary sue thing because a lot of people are you know how could she know how to do this and that and it's like well she spent her life ripping apart Star Destroyers. Oh, yeah. For parts. And she knew which parts to grab and which parts would get her, you know, a meal. Yeah, well, she... Here's the thing. I think her background covers pretty much everything she does. Right, because like, she can fight. Yeah. You don't see that. You're, you're saying, you know, like you're talking about there, specifically, how does she know, you know, uh, parts on a uh, starship? Well, right. she's been disassembling them since she was, you know, eight years old. You know, and is that is that the force talking through her, and she doesn't realize it because she knows these things so well? Because you know, there's obviously some tie from from tech to force, because you know certain things that Luke could do, and certain things that Vader could do with the force well, that even, made better pilots. And you know, well, look at Anakin in Phantom Menace. He can, right, he could fly those stupid racing devices, <laughs> and right. he could pilot a full on you know fighter craft. Right, and he was a little kid, so yeah. The, the the force obviously has some, even if it's just something that makes you more intuitive to the design and how things work. Right. But the force does. Or mechanical aptitude. Exactly. But also, she's on a trading planet, and the you know, people are, oh, how does she speak droid? How does she speak Wookiee? 
you know what? I know guys that were in the Merchant Marines who speak English, French, Portuguese, Spanish, and a little, <laughs> a little bit of Thai and Punjabi. Yeah, right. I think when you're yeah, when you're in the, in the sales business and that sort of thing, yeah, you do know all the languages, you know all the religions. That's the way it works. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you you pick things up, and if you know, she's not well traveled, but she is in a place where there are people from everywhere. Right. And, you know, I'm sure there are Wookiees running around, you know, traveling salesmen or pitching, you know, water reclaimers or something that right. go through. And I'm sure the language isn't that specific to just Wookiees. I'm sure some phrases of, you know, just like in our languages, some phrases come from here, from there, et cetera. Oh, yeah. And yeah. she obviously spoke droid. She could, you know, talk to BB-8. Yep. Yeah, and I, I would think, especially if you're a salvager, that's probably not the first droid she'd been around. No. Yeah. Um, you know what does bother me, though, thinking about Chewbacca? We've heard him talk. I don't think he can say his own name. No, he has to write it out for you. Yeah. He's got a little index card in one of his hidden, you know, tufts, and he pulls it out. Yeah. A little, my name is Chewbacca. A little, little pin on him. He tries to sell you some stickers at the airport. That'd be hilarious. I am a Wookiee, and I cannot say my own name. Please donate $1 for this pencil. Exactly. Yeah. Um, my my child and wife are home. I haven't been home since the holiday or something. <laughs> <laughs> I am here at this spaceport raising money for my family. Life day, life day is soon approaching. Won't you? There have? it is. Yeah. God, that was bad. <laughs> you know what's so funny about that? I don't remember if I ever saw it originally. I did. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I must have, but I don't remember. But my, my I mean, eleven year old me was watching it, going, "Boy, this is bad." I just want to see the cartoon. <laughs> Yeah, because I think they showed like part of the cartoon, and then back to the live action, and then back to the cartoon. I, I think you're right. I think the cartoon was serialized throughout the whole the whole episode or the whole that was, special. That was painful. <laughs> but one of my kids back in I, I want to say it was like 2004, 2005, came home from school one day with a DVD. Uh, what is that? It's a Star Wars holiday special. I was like, get the fuck out of here! So we put it on. I'm like. Oh, God, this is horrid. Yep. Is this really a 10-minute segment with B. Arthur? <laughs> uh, who's the other one that's in that? Uh, uh, the one from Carol Burnett? Oh, yeah, uh, Harvey, um, Harvey Corman. Harvey yeah. Corman's in there, yeah. <laughs> As a forearm chef, if I remember right. Oh, that was so bad. Well, so then you're you're just a bit older than me. Let me ask you, Boba Fett was a big fucking deal for guys our age and their adults. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, I, my theory is, it comes down to a couple things, and I've had a few friends come back and say some different things. I think Boba Fett, A, he looked cool. He, yep. was, he was that first send-away toy where you could yep. send your UPCs and get them. And also... Proof in, of purchase. Yeah, no UPC. exactly. There wasn't a UPC then. You're right. It was a proof of purchase. You're right. Sorry. No, no, no. You're, that's a good point to make. I hadn't even really I, thought I worked of that. In, I worked in printing packaging for like 25 years. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. But also, when he first steps into the room with Darth Vader, you actually the hear spur sound. a spur hit the ground yep. when he takes that you know, first step. You said that, I think, in the first podcast. I actually, like, no, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I believed you, but I, I wanted to hear it for myself, and I pulled up Empire, and sure enough. It's there, huh? And you are so right about that. That hits that, you know, that, that Clint Eastwood, you know, High Plains Drifter, here's the, you know, the guy to watch out for. It's- He's... Got the ching ching as he walks in. The man, you know? Yeah, the man with no name walking into the room. 
you know, for me, the, the that toy was, you know, here's this Mandalorian, Mandalorian armor, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. You know, it's from, from this mythical Clone Wars that we don't know anything about. He was just, he was cool to me as a kid. You know. Oh yeah, and he, he and there's the the rocket launcher it was supposed to have, and well, you know, he, he was rem- just shrouded in fun. You know. Do you remember the actual Sendaway toy? That rocket actually launched on the Sendaway. No, it didn't. Are you sure. <laughs> Oh, I'm absolutely positive. I'll have to go back and check that. Cause watch, uh, watch Plastic Galaxy. You know, they've got they've got it completely covered. Okay. And the reason I can say that with such with such uh, authority uh, authority is I'm from Cincinnati. Kenner is Cincinnati. I, I know my Kenner stuff pretty well. Okay, I could have sworn uh, that did. The mailaways were advertised to have it, Maybe and when, that's the, what it, when was. it arrived, it did not have it. Well, yeah, because the, uh, the story behind it, it. And the few. Uh, the few that actually got out were all prototypes, okay. and they've only got, gotten out like in the last twenty-five years. And that's as these Kenner guys have resigned, or they didn't move to Delaware, or the rest of Hasbro. They you know, they they let stuff come out of their drawer, or they died, and somebody found one. Okay. Uh, there's a a show that was on, I think, the Learning Channel or Travel Channel. It was a, a guy going around a different, you know, it's like American Pickers, but it was just toys. Okay. And he actually goes to a shop in Cincinnati uh, called Queen City Comics, and the, the owner of that shop has one of those. And it's like, you know, I've known this owner for a long time. I'm like, Jeff, you had one of those things? And, you know, of course, they played it up in the show, and he takes it to the, the New York uh, Comic-Con to sell it. And, you know, so much of that is dramatized. But oh, sure. Like, there was one sitting in my favorite comic book shop. I'm like, oh, no. That's kind of cool. No, see, I actually thought those launched. Now the ones you got at home never they never launched. Oh, we damned. Because they in that that there's a show on Amazon Prime called Plastic Galaxy. Uh, it's on it's everywhere else too, but it's free if you're a Prime user or a Prime member. Okay. And they actually go through the different kinds of switches for the thing, and they tell you know how they were advertised to shoot, how it did not shoot. You know, I remember the back of the uh, the cards actually changing where they slap a sticker over where it was shown where it was shoot. You could peel the sticker off and see the original. Oh wow. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I need to watch because you told me before about this movie. I need to go ahead and go back and watch that. It's pretty cool because they, it, you know, they talk about how Kenner went from nothing to becoming, you know, one of the biggest toy manufacturers in the world for its time. Well, I bet Mego was. Uh, well, oh, they were kicking themselves for. Had to have been. Had they died. Been. Well, yeah, it killed them. You know, they they tried to pick up Micronauts at that point, and it mm-hmm. did not. Well, and they also, the last thing I remember them doing was Star Trek, the motion picture figures. Right, right. And so I kind of, you kind of feel bad for them because that movie ended up being such a dog, but then their figures look like shit too. Oh yeah. And in those, those uniforms in that movie were just horrendous. Yep. That's, uh, you could actually, (laughs) you could actually tell what religion the men were because you could see the outline (laughs) of their penis through those pants so well. Yeah, it was it was not a good look. No, well, that was the seventies, and it was a different time. Yeah, we all had blow dried hair and uh, boot cut jeans back then. It's the feathered hair, yeah. yeah. We're gonna wrap it up there for tonight. Want to remind everybody if you want to reach out and say something to us, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/geekishcast, on our website at geekishcast.com, or on Twitter. You'll find us at the geekishcast. Also, we are now on the Tangent Bound Network, which can be found at tangentboundnetwork.com. Please rate us and review us anywhere you find us. Please check out the other shows on the Tangent Bound Network. We'll see you next time. Have a good night. 
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.